Crack back with Calmac reaches a galaxy far, far away for this week's episode as I'm joined by TikTok star Liam Walters, also known as his TikTok name, OP1. Does that name ring any bells? Well, I'm pretty sure it does with you Star Wars fans. Now, this episode was great because Liam, uh, Liam's TikTok is based around him uh, using Lego to create Star Wars figures. It's incredible some of the stories that he uh, was telling me on the show. Um, how his uh, younger brother was quite interested in uh, as well uh, in the Star Wars Lego, and it was his interest um, with with Liam, Liam helping and teaching his brother how to do this that influenced him to put it onto TikTok. If you want to know. A bit more and uh, you know give us your opinion on the episode then email us at trackbackpodcast at yahoo.com or give us a follow on instagram at trackbackpod let's do this it's liam walters well it's my pleasure to be joined by my next special guest on the tiktok trek my special guest, Liam, also known. Now, get ready for this, guys, because this guy has got a lot of titles. TikTok creator, Lego collector, YouTube creator, Twitch gamer, educator. Liam, are you like the infinity gauntlet of everything uh, in the whole universe? Uh, some might say that, but the reality is I'm probably just very easily distracted and jump from one thing to the next. So... Uh... But yeah. technically, being on more things is actually more beneficial because it just gets you more out there, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And one platform absolutely complements the other. So it's you kind of got to think of it a bit of a web and they all yeah. support each other. So yeah, they do that. Now before we start very different. Before we start, I'm gonna ask you the most difficult question. And I hope you're prepared for it. But out of all the platforms you've been on. Which one is your favourite? So TikTok. I mean, TikTok is where I, I originated. It was the one I started on. It certainly as the OP1 kind of brand. Um, well, I say brand. It's not really a brand, but you know what I mean. Under that handle. I've been on Instagram for years personally, uh, but it's a very different thing how I use it for kind of friends and family. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, TikTok. Absolutely. Well, considering this is the TikTok trek, uh, it's literally a match made in heaven, isn't it? But of course, you mentioned uh, you have a, another name. You go by OP1. Now, I got to say, that's my favorite Star Wars character. Look at that. How amazing. Okay. That. Yeah. But what made you originate with that name? What was the, what was the idea behind the OP1 name, Liam? Right. Okay. Let me take you on a bit of a journey. So let's go. I'm ready. TikTok. <laughs> so TikTok obviously became the biggest thing in the world. What this time last year. So yeah, kind of right. when lockdown kicked in, um, my wife kind of encouraged, like she was all over it, watching it. She was like, you need to get on this and just watch the videos. Um, and the only thing like this apart, aside from my normal social media that I had was it a, an Instagram account for my dog and my dog is called Opie. So he's named after Opie from Sons of Anarchy. So this oh. is kind of where it all goes on. So when I set the TikTok account up, I almost set it up as a dog account. And well, it was initially just going to be to view and follow people. Then it became, it, it mirrored his Instagram account and thought, well, we'll maybe do something with that. We did one or two yeah. videos and I just wasn't invested in it the same way. And then, we got to 
what September, October time, which is really when I started doing the Lego TikTok stuff and thought, well, I need to change the name. And the because I was doing Lego Star Wars, OP obviously flows very well with OP1 and OB1 and all that. So and the name wasn't taken. It's taken on every other platform, but it wasn't taken on TikTok. So I snapped it up. Oh, you snapped it up and uh, no one can take it from you now, which it must be a great feeling. But um, Lego, that is something that I was a big fan of as a kid. I absolutely love Lego. I liked making everything out of everything. Um, but as a, as a four-year-old, I remember just making completely random things, which I can't yeah. remember to this day. But at the end of the day, Lego was such a big part of my childhood. But it seems that you are a huge fan, as I can definitely see some of the things in your background. Incredible. What got you into Lego? Was it something like myself, you were a fan of as a kid and it kind of grew with you um, through life? Yeah, it's a common question that I'm asked um, within my kind of uh, follower space. And so, yeah, very much as a child, loved Lego, as I think every child does. Then kind of grew out of it as you kind of reach early teens, because it's kind of not cool anymore. Uh, But my brother is a lot younger than me, so he he's like 21 this year and where he was born around the millennium or on the millennium so he grew up as a child with the lego star wars age which i didn't have when i was a child so we watched star wars together he we he it was his lego and i built it for him built it with him so i had a kind of another flurry in that and then I, I, I retained like one or two little bits and then obviously the, the pandemic happened and kicked in last year and although I work from home quite a bit like pretty much all the time obviously we're then like locked in at work from home so I thought well what I'll do is I'll get a few little bits so this is my office like this what you see now is what my colleagues say on a work call um so I thought well I'll just kind of get a few bits I'll dress my desk up a little bit and then it just went mental from there and it's kind of yeah, and then it, it like TikTok kind of happened. So the, the two worlds just collided, brought it together, and then it's almost gone off on its own journey. Now, for your TikTok, Lego is kind of the 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 the, the basis of your TikTok account. Yeah. It's what it's surrounded by. Now, I have not come across yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of things on TikTok. I've seen dancing TikToks, I've seen comedy tiktoks i've seen a boris johnson uh skit tiktok um which you can guess is the new norm of society these days (laughs) boris johnson on tiktok but i've not come across a gaming sort of lego uh, tiktok concept you were the first person i came across um so what made you want to have you know put lego and tiktok together because i think it's a great idea i really do um yeah so so what, what was the audience what kind of audience did you want to reach out to um, when it came to your TikTok, because Lego, um, obviously we know it's, it's, it's what the younger generation, you know, it's, it's big yeah. in the generation, but for um, other people, such as your brother, who's um, coming into, uh, you know, going through his twenties. Now you'll meet a lot of people that um, knew Lego from when they were young. So yeah. Did you guess that they could relate to it in somewhat of a way? Yeah. So I originally got into it um by so lego tiktok really boomed around christmas time that's when it really took off and i think because lego itself really boomed last year because it was something that everybody could relate to you know everybody was locked at home last year so 
like Lego's sales went through the roof last year and then like really culminated at Christmas. We expect to probably see that start to drop off this year as well goes back to normal. But what I started to do around like last summer when I really started getting into it, I would just buy sets, like people who were selling off their collection locally, relatively cheap or very cheap in fact. And I used TikTok to tell the story of me buying that Lego, what I was kind of buying, what I paid for it, how I would check it and basically reselling it on eBay. It was just a bit of a hobby. And that was going to be my hobby to kind of get me through COVID and through lockdowns and all of that. But then people became very interested in the Lego itself. So that kind of sparked further conversations. And then I ended up keep like, what I would do is I'd keep some of the collection and sell the rest off and then just keep reinvesting and reinvesting. And that's how I've been able to kind of build up this collection very quickly because through doing that. Um, so that's initially what it was, was, it was really that education piece around like where I find my Lego, how I, you know, things to look out for, they, like the little hidden gems that people might be selling on Facebook that they don't realize kind of what it's worth and, you know, what you can find. And then when you get it, like things to look out for and the, how you should be cleaning your Lego. And ultimately that's still at like the core of what I want to do is be that education piece around like how to buy Lego, how to sell Lego and how to kind of look after your collection. That was very much what I wanted to do, but there's only so much of that you can do. And with type, TikTok and the algorithm, you need a lot of filler. Yeah. So that's where everything else comes in. So did you have a lot of people contact you on Instagram, TikTok, um, all your platforms to, you know, ask you questions about this on on how they can sell their TikTok? And have they come back to you saying, wow, you know, this that uh, your advice definitely paid off. Um, I'm, I've sold this for a lot of money. Have you had people approach you when it comes to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah very much so and people of various ages as well like you see a lot of um younger kids or like in their early teens who like you know as when I was 13 14 year old the last thing I was thinking about was setting up like a little mini business like a side hustle and all these kids are yeah. doing it they want to buy and sell but it's kind of current culture and they've reached out and where do I find it you know where do I how do I both grow my collection in a more cost-effective way because Lego isn't cheap but then also like how can I make money off it and there's a there's a kind of a second-hand store called Bricklink it's an online store it's actually owned by Lego um, but think of it a bit like Amazon where like Bricklink is the overall umbrella and then individual retailers can go in there and kind of list their collection and sell it within the community and a lot of people have kind of jumped on that and have helped people both get on there. Yeah. And then as I've grown, I've worked with some of those sellers to help build their profile and kind of make them a bit more visible in the community. So yeah, it's bit, it, and for me, that's all I've ever really wanted is to just kind of feel like you're contributing really. I love that. And do you agree with this following statement? Do you agree with the fact that Lego can continue to reinvent itself to continue to appeal to its selected target audience? Oh, that's a good question. And so I'm, I'm absolutely Lego Star Wars. So I do not shop outside of the Lego Star too, Wars. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, and simply because there's so many, there's so much that you, even if I was to focus on it for the next 10 years, I would never have everything. So then to start going after other themes starts to really kind of muddy those waters. So I focus on what I want to go after until a point when I've kind of saturated what I want. But 
you know, we're seeing it now. Lego have just kind of released what the May the 4th um, um, promotions are going to be. And they're doing another kind of buildable R2-D2, which they've done in the past. And it's that thing where the, the community and the Lego Star Wars community is very much like, oh, not this again. Like we're getting another one of them, but we'll all go and buy it at some point, you know, but some of the stuff they've got, which I know you can see behind me, like the helmets. Oh, yeah, like I can see and all that them. very clearly. Yeah. I so love they, them. I love it. They're quite new. Like as a, as a theme, that's something that they're only really getting into and they've launched another set of them that are coming out right now. And they're very much targeted at like adult Lego fans. Um, so they're, they're very good at kind of following the trend and, and growing that and making things a little bit more challenging for various ages. Uh, but at the same time, they do churn quite a bit. But at the same time, you know, there, there are always new fans coming in who haven't bought like an X-Wing from 10 years ago. So they need a one now. So, yeah. And exactly on your TikTok, you show exactly the Lego in person. But I want to ask you a question about your Twitch account because we know uh, yeah. you're a Twitch gamer. So if you're showing it in real life, showing your figures in real life on TikTok, on Twitch, do you showcase Star Wars Lego in its gaming um, version? Well, that was the plan. Um, so there is a Lego Star Wars game that has been pushed back like again and again and again. I don't currently have any of the older games. Um, but there was the complete Skywalker saga that was meant to be being released at Christmas. Then it was pushed back to like now. And then it's been pushed back again indefinitely. But that was certainly the plan. But Twitch is more general. So we've been playing a lot of Battlefront 2, uh, which is a massive game in the Star Wars community. Um, it, with Even with all of its flaws, um, it's had a massive resurg resurgence this year. So we've been playing just a lot of that. But that's more... It's very much fun. It's people who I've engaged with through TikTok and through other um, platforms. We, you know, it's things that people are quite often asking and we've just gone on there. And we basically use Twitch more for fun. It's, it's not there really to monetize. It's very much just there to share with those who can't play with us kind of what we're actually doing and broadcast it out there. It's just as another arm of my content. I love it. And when you look at your numbers on TikTok, which is incredible, uh, 23,000 followers, insane, and nearly five, well, no, obviously you've gone over 500,000 likes. How does that make you feel as a content creator seeing those numbers? And where exactly do you want to take it to maybe increase those numbers? What new content can you put out to appeal to the TikTok people or the TikTokers watching? What do you think you can do to get the numbers rising is it possibly new content you can create is it um i mean what 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 have you got planned for it it's a good question um as per your first point it doesn't sink in like you do 23,000. and i've heard a few people on um on your show kind of as i've been listening and i share that and speaking to other creators like twenty three thousand. If, if you woke up one morning, you went from zero to 23,000, you'd be like, wow, this is like amazing. But when you have that slow build and that, because I've had a very gradual build, which I'm actually really grateful for, where you see others have like sharp spikes and then drop offs. And I, I've been very consistent with both um, views, likes and follow again. And I think I'm very happy with that. Like it's, 
this is never going to be a job for me. Not that I foresee that's not what I'm shooting towards. It's very much just like an extracurricular activity. And it all centers around that education piece and just kind of feel like I'm contributing to a wider audience and kind of putting fresh information yeah. out there that isn't already out there. So what kind of comes future, what I'd love to do is certainly maintain the TikTok and I'd love to take um, like trends that are not, trends that are very much trending on the FYP, but that are not Lego related. And I really enjoy trying to get Lego into them and just have some fun with them. Like that's just me having fun and seeing how you can get those in. And actually those tend to do better than my very specific Lego stuff because people like appreciate the fun side of it. But um, yeah, they're very much kind of just continue to go with that and just be creative. I only ever tend to plan like a week or a couple of days ahead at any given time. Um, but I'd certainly like to grow my YouTube more just simply because you get a little bit more room to breathe. Yeah, a little bit more time. Um, you can go into a lot more detail. So that education piece, I'd like to kind of lift and move over there less often, but in more detail, use more time just to really get yeah. in, get under the skin of things. That, that's a really interesting point you made there because on TikTok, is it kind of like you put the piece on TikTok, but you want to enhance it more on YouTube? Is that the kind of yeah. thing that we're talking about here? Yeah, very much so, yeah. I mean, things like, you know, I'm building stuff at the minute and like all, all the stuff I've built, try to do a review of it in 60 seconds. It's amazing how quick 60 seconds just disappears. Oh, it and I always, that you won't believe. I, I always wonder when you watch other creators who are almost giving information and they're talking and how much information they get across in 60 seconds. And I'm like, how have you done? Like when I'm doing it, it doesn't feel like that. So, so yeah, I definitely to, want to. You say? Do, do, would you say there's a big pressure for you as a, as, as a TikTok creator to get as much as you want done in that? time period i've asked i've asked tiktokers this before on on previous episodes and they have said that it is it is difficult it is difficult to get as much as you want in in that selected amount of time that tiktok gives you yeah very much so and i think what i've never really found the balance for as well as what sometimes you in being mindful of that you put too much information in because you're trying to get too much across and then it kills the video it just doesn't flow how you would want to where it's those ones that, and I know people on your show have said this, and I know when you speak to other creators, just very generally, everybody always says this, the one that takes like 15 seconds, 20 seconds to make, and it has no kind of nothing on it, they always do the best because they're a little bit more natural, but when you're trying to force things in, and that's a big learn from me, and sometimes you think you have to use the 60 seconds because you've press the button to go from 15 to 60. But actually what I've started to do is to do like a 30 second video or a 40 second video and keep it bite sized and do more of them and promote part twos and part threes. And actually that keeps engagement better. So because I was you, very much against that. Because if you keep a certain, if you, if you say about part one, you're putting a certain amount in that first part and then you sort of, do you sort of tease in a way exactly what's going to come in the next part and the next part? Because if you do that, I think that's brilliant because you keep your audience anticipated of what's going to come in those next two parts and they're going to keep watching because they're going to be engaged. We want to know what happens next. We want to know yeah. what he's got planned. Is that the road that you want to go down? Somewhat, yes. It's a difficult one because when I very, fast, very first start doing it, 
I hated those videos, like where it was kind of like a full 60 second video and then it would be like, like and follow for part two because they almost felt a bit like clickbait. But then I think there's a very um, valuable way of doing them whereby, as I say, you don't use that full minute. You actually get your point across in the time that it's needed and you start to create a bit of a narrative and then you go through that. And I think the, the series feature that TikTok is slowly starting to drip feed out will really help that. Because what I don't like is when you find like, sometimes on the FYP, you're introduced to something at like part three and you're like, well, where's part two and part one? Yeah, exactly. So the series feature, you know, when we get that as kind of more general creators, that'll really help to actually stagger them out as episodes. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you, I want to really thank you uh, so much, Liam, for coming on the show. It's been great to talk about your experiences. I think you have a really interesting vision that I've, I've not come across yet with the TikTok creators. I think what you're doing is very interesting. Um, and it's it's so outside the box. That's what I love about it. I mean, do you intend to kind of go outside the box with this? Because that's what I'm that's what I'm taking from this. I think it's it's a really interesting way to engage viewers but compared because on TikTok. It's comedy, 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 comedy singing. But this is yeah. a, it's a completely different venture. And it's something that I've not come across before. And I think uniquity is the main thing when it comes to your content. Do you agree with that? Yes, but I will, what I would say is it's not as unique as you'd think. Lego TikTok is massive. Um, and I'm relatively small in that. Um there are so the the kind of the biggest Lego TikToker that we know of has like four hundred odd thousand uh, followers. Uh, the couple of people are like three hundred thousand in the UK. There's a guy called JB Bricks. Um, he has two hundred thousand. He jumped from a hundred or two hundred thousand in a week um, just by recreating celebrities using minifigs. So it's and there's a massive audience out there. And what's really good about TikTok is. I think on other platforms, you very much have viewers and creators, whereas TikTok, what seems to happen, especially with Lego TikTok, because people don't have to put themselves behind the camera, the Lego can actually do the, the talking and using stop motions and like um, various different like mock building. They, um, you get a lot of people who start as viewers and actually come on as creators and get substantial growth pretty quick as well so it's a it, as i say if you're in it it's not as i'm not yeah. as unique as you think but i think what i do well is the bringing non-lego trends into lego tiktok community and well, i do enjoy I think that that's i think that's brilliant anyway and you're your own tiktoker i mean you, you, yeah. you you're your own person you you do what you want to do you do what you're good at and i think that's the main thing yeah and it's and i think for me, obviously, I'm a little bit older than a lot of other Lego TikTokers, and um, a lot of people are striving to make a career out of this and see what they how they can monetize it. Like, yes, I've monetized it in some sense, but it's 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 never going to replace my job, and nor do I intend it to. So for me, it takes the pressure off because if a video kind of doesn't do as well, the video doesn't do as well. Um, you know, if somebody else gets a, a surge in followers that's great for them you know it doesn't that doesn't yeah see anything about me so yeah I think I'm just very much able to identify my lane stay in it and enjoy it and make the most of it
Yeah, that's the main thing. Well, it's been great chatting to you, Liam. And guys, if you want to catch the latest episode of TikTok Track with Liam, all you have to do is go on Apple Podcasts. Please give us a review. Uh, write a review. Tell us what you thought um, of the episode. It would mean a lot to myself, the rest of the team here at The Weekly Crack with Mac. Give us a star rating. Uh, there's so much you can possibly do. It will be up as soon as possible. Uh, and catch this episode. It's been great with Liam. And I thank you so much, Liam, yourself, for appearing on the show. It's been great chatting to you. Brilliant. I really appreciate having me on. It's been good no to chat. No problem. Thank you so much, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. See ya.